how do you feel about the whole, like, you know, Selena thing? Like the Netflix movie the coming? The Netflix, the, well, it's a series. It's a Netflix series. Series, the whole Netflix thing. Yeah, like, how do you feel about that? I feel like it could be fun. She, I've seen, like, the trailer for it. I don't know a lot about Selena, admittedly. But I feel I'd like it could be. I can watch the movie first. Watch the work. The Jennifer Lopez movie. Yes. Should we do it for the show? Um, I wouldn't be against it. No, I know that that that's my territory. She was Mexican, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like my whole thing is just just how much are they going to milk her identity? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are excited for this. Oh well, yeah, but like at the same time, like. And I feel like it's something that she would have wanted her story yeah, to be told. Like the family's just milking her legacy. I don't know. I wonder who's gonna play the you know that that bitch who fucking shoots her. I don't know. Meanwhile, only reason I ask, mm-hmm. milking a legacy. What? Okay. I feel like she would be all for that though. Possibly. She she would have wanted one on her first herself. Oh yeah. She would have bought. She would have bought it. Yeah. She would have bought her own pop. Oh, of course. If someone made a pop of you, would you buy it? I mean, I'd have to think. They already have a Kevin Keller from Riverdale pop out, and I own it, so why would I need to? (laughs) Imagine we get so... Bobby, Big's not the problem in this podcast. Hey guys, Alex here from Bastard Geek, and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys. Hey everybody. So boys... It's officially December. We're recording on December 1st. And, uh, wow, we're kind of wrapping up here, aren't we? With our second season of Capacity Geek. Yeah. It feels like just yesterday. It started in January, where our first season was only like a couple weeks because we started in October. Like, this has been the shortest, longest year ever. It's honestly, you wake up and it's still 2020 out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's still 2020. It is still 2020? Yeah. But, it's still 2020. <laughs> but you'll blink and you miss a month. Yeah. So, um, yeah, why don't we top the show just by going uh, over what we have planned for the next coming weeks? Um, obviously, we're doing our review of Hairspray. Well, I didn't announce what we were actually doing. But, yeah, this is the review of Hairspray. Musical smash hit. All-star cast. Including a, uh, as the kids say it, a dummy thick John Travolta. We're going to get into that. We really need to talk how horny you were for John Travolta in this movie. Dude, I just. It's okay. We will get into that. We're going to talk about our December schedule. Um, we have nothing. Basically, we have, we have something next week for you guys, and then we're going to be recording our Christmas special. And, uh, yeah, but we got some stuff in January planned that we're going to do. We're going to have some fun times, uh, you know, reveal some dark secrets of each other. And, uh, we might actually, because we had planned to do it, we might actually do a, a year in review special. To coincide with January, and we might actually do our top films of 2020. There's not a lot of them, but we might actually do them. We didn't do it. Th- uh, we didn't do it this time the because. Real question though. Hmm. 
Will Walter actually watches copy of the New Mutants in 4K. I, I'm probably going to watch Or will if you forget. I'm probably going to watch that within the next couple of days. Will Walter watch that 1994 Fantastic Four DVD that I gave him? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, without further ado, boys, um, Hairspray. So, what do you guys know about this movie? What do you guys know about Hairspray as a production? Because um, a little bit, um, just a little bit about it, it is a adaptation of the Broadway musical version of the 1980s John Waters film, starring Ricky Lake, Jerry Stiller, and Divine. Um, but what do you guys know about it besides what I just told you? Um, before this, I knew that John Travolta played the mom. Okay. And I knew it was the only really significant thing Nikki Blonsky ever did. Yeah, we talked about this right before the show began, but Nikki Blonsky in 2007 was set up to be like this big thing. I don't mean it like literally like, you know, I'm not making a comment on her weight or whatever. But um, I just remember she was in a lot of stuff around this time and she was supposed to be like this big star, like this big... Um, you know, plus size star, but that just never panned out. Her career kind of trickled a little bit and, you know, she seems like a really genuine, nice person. I follow her on Twitter. She's on cameo. We considered uh, getting her to cameo in this thing, but um, we didn't want, we, we didn't want her to hear uh, how horny Bobby is for John Travolta in this movie. Because let me tell you, folks, Bobby is very horny for John Travolta in this movie. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I, I, I just, I, you know, John Travolta, Christopher Watkins, I, I, I ship it. I oh ship my it. God. Especially when John, when John Travolta is a dummy thick and a Scientologist. All right. So, uh, I don't think we need to be championing Scientology on this podcast. Who said I was championing it, Walter? That aside, uh, what did you know about this movie before we uh, watched it for the podcast? Like, not a whole lot, honestly. Like, I mean, granted, aside from the John Waters thing, like, I'm pretty sure anybody in their late 20s. It's probably heard of at least one John Waters thing. I mean, you we're all Simpsons fans. We're all Simpsons fans, so we have at least seen one John Waters thing. Yep. The classic, my favorite episode of The Simpsons, honestly, is Homer's Phobia. The episode where John Waters guest stars and becomes really good friends with Homer, only for Homer to realize that he's gay. And honestly, it's, you know... One of my it, it's my favorite episode of The Simpsons. It's just it's really funny. They had John Waters help write it a little bit, at least uh, make his character more realistic and less like a cliche gay man. There was a joke that they had written that uh, implied that he had issues with his father. That Waters, uh, you know, um, told him no. I, I don't want to be that stereotypical, and also. Um, Apparently, whenever Homer says fairy in the, on the show, 
uh, it was supposed to be the other F word that I won't say. I know oh. as a gay man, I'm allowed to say it, but I will not say that word. It's just, you know, I, it, it has meaning to me that still it, it's not a pet name to me. It's just, it's something that I will not say out yeah, in public. That, yeah. That's one of those words that I would not be opposed to never hearing again, no matter who it's yeah. from. It's honestly my least favorite word. So, them to, you know, not put that in the episode, even though you can say it on Fox. It was like, it, it would have to be like 2010, 2011, but they said it a couple times on Glee. Really? Yeah, they even wrote it down on like a locker on Glee, I believe. But uh, yeah, that word, you know, still has a lot of negative connotation and I do not like it at all. And uh, we don't have to get into the word. And if you guys don't know what word, it's probably best you guys don't know the word. But anyway, um, yeah, John Waters. Uh, all right. But John Waters, Prince of Puke, you know, his films are often just these uh, gross-out, exploitation-like films. Yeah. Pink Flamingos. Pink Flamingos. Jesus Christ. That's the only movie of his I've seen. Right. Honestly, I've seen the opening to Pink Flamingo. I've seen... Know, the sidewalk scene. I've seen parts of Pink, Pink Flamingo. picks the set up and eats it. That was real. Ooh. That was real. That was real. And like I said, Divine played uh, Edna. In the John Waters version of Hairspray, which I still have not seen, so I might fan- I might finally catch the original. Um, I mean, it would be a bad thing. It would I not. Will say one thing you know about Divine: um, great method actress, actor, actor, actress. Well, no, um, Divine was never uh, oh, she was just a drag, a drag queen. queen. But, anyway, but he, fun, yeah. fun fact about Divine: uh huh, they. When uh, Disney was making The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. they modeled Ursula off of Divine. After Divine. And they actually wrote that character with B. Arthur in mind for the voice. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, B. Arthur turned it down. <laughs> that would have worked so well, though. Yeah, but I don't think B. Arthur really appreciated being considered a giant, fat, ugly octopus fish. Yeah. yeah, but also there was a stigma back then where actors would not do animated films. They would consider it worse than TV. Okay. Uh, but you know who broke through that and made it a common thing? Because now you know animated films. Robin Williams? Yep. Robin Williams. He was... Oh, the genie. Yep. He was the genie, and suddenly everybody wanted to be in animated films. Yeah, because I think they saw how well Aladdin did and how much money Robin Williams made off that movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. But we're not talking about Robin Williams today. We are talking about John Waters. Uh, well, actually, we're not even talking about John Waters because he didn't actually direct <laughs> this movie. But Hairspray was a dance film in the 1980s uh, starring Ricky Lake and uh, Divine, as we said, playing the Edna character. And uh, somewhere in the mid to, uh, in the early to mid two thousands, uh, Harvey Firestein. He is an actor and also a playwright. He helped bring Hairspray onto Broadway, and it was uh, it was a hit. Now I know you guys didn't know a lot about Hairspray the movie, 
Had you heard anything about a Hairspray the Broadway show? The only thing I knew is that a stand-up comedian that I would watch on Comedy Central played the role of Edna in one of the uh, one of the tours of it. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was one of the one of the big hits of the 2000s on Broadway. It was like on Mamma Mia levels, which ironically, Mamma Mia took the spot in early 2007 for highest grossing musical film adaptation of a Broadway show of all time. Hairspray, about less than a year later, took that from it. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was surpassed by Les Mis in 2012. Which Les Mis is another movie that we have to do at some point. I wanted to do it around the election, which, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, why don't we get into it, boys? So we open on Tracy Turnblatt. She is a heavyset girl living in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, she has a dream to dance on this show called The Corny Collins Show. Corny Collins, played by James Marsden. The first name that you see in this movie is James Marsden. And I said this before. I, I told you guys when the movie was opening that uh, this movie has kind of an all-star cast for a musical. It's like a lot of these people are name names. Name names still. Name names back then and still. I mean... Who were some of the people that you saw? Zach Efron. Uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes really... She was she a was name a back then. She was a name then. And uh, are you? You keep saying meth. Was it meth? I'm pretty I thought it was alcohol. I think it was a little bit of both. A little bit of both. So you all saw Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, yes, which you missed in the in his first scene. This is why I tell you guys not to be on your phones when we're watching the movie because you see him come in and you're like, "Oh, is that that's Christopher Walken?" And I'm like, "He was already he was already shown." But um, no, Michelle Pfeiffer, which I told you guys, Batman Returns is always going to be my favorite Michelle Pfeiffer, but Hairspray is probably a close second. Like I love her in this movie so much. She is such a bitch yeah she is she is awful she is incredibly awful she's a racist like she's a flat out racist she's a she is a racist well it was the 60s it was the 60s but i feel like this movie kind of paints the 60s as kind of like this uh i know that later on in the 60s the civil rights movement really took you know took its stride and everything has started moving. Right. But the way it paints this, they say that it's 1962. There, uh, you know, integration isn't really a thing in I 1962. Think by this time, Brown versus Board had passed. Those are integrated in this movie. Yeah. So probably, I'm fairly sure. But the way they paint the 60s, it, they paint the 60s in a way where it is this kind of revolution where black people and white people are going to start getting along. And, uh,. As we know now, well, not now, as we know in this current climate, that's still not exactly the case, but there are still issues in today's society that pit a lot of things in this 
society and this climate against black people, which is a hundred percent not right. We're in police brutality cases, the different police shootings, the different rioting and protesting that has been going on. You know, it's kind of this movie has been in the back of my mind for a while now because it does touch on some of the issues that we are still facing today. Yeah, it's, it's very poignant to a lot of things. Uh, like it's not, there aren't as many inclusion issues. It's more like the treatment issues, which you can like, everyone's like, Oh, but you're still included in everything. Yeah. But when they're treated terribly, by specifically authoritative figures, then what's the point of being included if you're constantly being shunned out by people in authority? Exactly. And, you know, the the people in this movie, the black people in this movie, you know, Tracy's character, um, Queen Latifah's character, you know, they, they do... Uh, Queen Latifah's character, <laughs> Queen Latifah in this movie and, uh, you know, her children and her patrons in her record store, they definitely take to the streets to call for the integration in television, which, yeah. you know, it's the battle of inclusion, as, as you said. And the civil rights movement definitely took off in the 1960s. And, you know... We've been through a lot. Black people have been through a lot, but there is still a lot more to go with all these issues going on today. And, uh, yeah, so to get off our soapbox for a little bit. (laughs) um, Yeah, so what did you guys think of – what did you guys think about Tracy? Could you relate to her in a way? I know we're all – you know, I mean, we're not going to beat around the bush or whatever. We're all kind of heavy set guys. Yeah. You know, we, we run a podcast for God's sakes, <laughs> but <laughs> not a lot of movement. But anyway, um, yeah. Would you relate to Tracy in some of the ways that she was treated or some of the ways, you know, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I am. me personally probably couldn't relate. Mm. Yeah, like, I get where the relation could come in, but, and that's not to say that, like, I don't have image issues, because, I, I, I mean, do. deep down, we all I, have image issues, body image issues, definitely. Yeah, but, that, that's another thing that this movie touches on, is body acceptance, which in the 1960s, I don't know a that lot. Was not a thing. No, no, it was, you know, um, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, I don't know if this is where you were going, but it's really weird because, like, go back to like the 20s and 30s, heavy, like heavy set bodies, like curvier bodies. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone wanted. Yeah, and it then, was. Then you fast forward to like the sixties, it's all about being skinny. Right. Yeah, there's definitely 
a stigma when it comes to body acceptance in the 1960s. Um, one show that I watch is The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and there's definitely um, there's a, definitely a little bit of uh, I don't know. There, there's an episode where Alex Bornstein's character um, goes to Miss um, Maisel's apartment. I think watches her kid for a little bit. And she sees this, you know, measuring tape. What they would do is they'd measure, like, their thighs or their stomach area to see how many inches they are. And, um, you know, she just gets really self-conscious. She's, like, this huge – she's this very confident woman, you know, no nonsense. She doesn't take shit from anybody. But, you know, when she's by herself and she does the measuring tape, she gets kind of self-conscious. And, you know – I see, you know, uh, on that show too, there's kind of a thing where I, I think it's like in the first episode where she has to wake up like, let's say an hour early to go put on makeup, fix her hair, yeah. put on some nice perfume, uh, just so she can lie back down into bed and act like she woke up like that for her husband. <laughs> I mean, she's still a beautiful woman, Miss Maisel. I, I forget the actress's name. It's like Rachel something, but, um, still they're definitely, this movie definitely talks about body issues. Yeah. And I've heard the Miss Maisel is a really good show. Marvelous Miss Maisel is an amazing show. I haven't finished season two. I, you know, sometimes I, I just always forget, but season one and what I've seen of season two is amazing so far. I, I love it. I honestly, I would recommend it a hundred times over. But, um, yeah, so what characters do you like in this movie? I like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Walken's character. Oh, that's Wilbur. Wilbur. I like Wilbur. Wilbur's funny. Yeah. Uh, Runs a joke shop underneath the apartment. I also really like Link. Link. Zac Efron. We want to talk about Nikki Blonsky, but we all know Zac Efron in 2007. This was High School Musical was ending. Uh, what was that movie that he did around this time? Seventeen oh, again? Yeah, yeah with um, Matthew Perry. If you would have, if you would have taken the like the roles he was doing and how he was perceived as an actor, and then say, hey, in 13 years, this guy's going to play Ted Bundy, and he's going to be the only good part of the movie. No one would believe you. What is it with Disney Channel stars? Because I realized that that Ted Bundy movie, and also, was it the year before, or was it that same year where Ross Lynch played Jeffrey Dahmer? I So, so here's my theory. Nickelodeon stars, right? Uh-huh. They're, they're just known to go off the deep end. Yeah. Amanda Bynes. Who else? Ariana Grande, not so much. Not so much. Amanda um, Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Uh, Drake Bell. Oh, God. Changes his last name to Campania and moves to Mexico to become a pop star over there. That is going off the deep end. Disney Channel stars, they keep it together. They kind of do. When, when it comes time... They play serial. They play serial. Games. Yes. It's just the thing. Instead of going off the deep end, they become the deep end. I was going to make a joke where we need Josh Peck as John Wayne Gacy, but... Oh, he'd have to gain the weight He'd have to gain the weight back. Yeah, he's been doing so well, and he hangs out with 
former Vine stars. John Stamos. And John Stamos. <laughs> he's got a podcast. And a Wait, he, he, has a, he has a podcast? Yes. Josh Peck, come on our podcast. Um, he's got a podcast. It's actually pretty, it's pretty good. I, I'm sure it is. But, yeah, like, the only Disney Channel star I can think of that kind of went off the deep end. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, there's a second one. Who, I can't remember her name, but she's, like, she's, she's a pop star. She had a lot of drug issues, but then she bounced back. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, that's who you're thinking of. She was going through a time. She was, she was. Um, she bounced back. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, if I had to say the best Disney Channel um, star come out of all of it, I know you said they keep together, but probably the best one, Zendaya. Oh, yeah. Oh, Z- yeah. Zendaya is perfect. Right. She's she's in the MCU. All right. Well. God protect protect. <laughs> May God and also she she's in uh, Euphoria, which is in a phenomenal show on HBO, I hear. I've heard. I've heard it's a phenomenal show. But, uh, Apparently she's, there's a holiday special. Yeah, that's what I heard. But uh, there's going to be, uh, she's going to be in the new Doom with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Doom? Dune. Dune. Oh, I thought like, you said I'm, Doom. I'm still skeptical on that. As, as a person who read, like, not even a quarter of the original novel. I, I'm still skeptical. Like, apparently the original movie wasn't so good. Oh, the David Lynch film? Yeah. Uh, that's that's someone who you've never touched on this show, and we should never touch. Nobody should ever touch David Lynch. <laughs> you, you'd lose your hand if you touched David Lynch, but uh, no, I don't think we've ever... We've never done a David Lynch film, have we? I don't think so. We've done a... What was the other guy? A Dragon Tattoo? Uh, Lars von Trier. Yeah. He didn't do Dragon Tattoo, did he? I don't know. But, uh, back, back to Dune, like, like I said, I've read like less than a quarter of the original source material for that, and uh, it's... The source material is very good stuff that, like, you read it, and as long as your imagination's there, you feel like you're there. But... At the same time, it's it's comparable to like reading excerpts out of the Bible. It's a really dry content sandwich. Right. Uh, so Zendaya is going to do good in that movie, I guess. I hope. I hope. I mean, it's, I hope. it's Zendaya and Tamashala Shyamalan. I don't know who the other guy is. Timothy Chalamet. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was directed by David Fincher. Oh, yeah, that's who we did. Uh, no, uh, Call Me By Your Name. You've never heard of Call Me By Your Name? I think I have, but... It's the one where, like, he fucks Peach. Not Princess Peach, mind you, but uh, a Peach. A literal Peach. Yeah, a literal Peach. Is, is, that, is that how all those things happened in the movie James and the Young Peach? My God, man. <laughs> Seek help. <laughs> <laughs> it's another. It's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, that that might not be a bad idea to go for the show. Oh, there's a reason I haven't seen it in a long time. It looks weird. It's uh, uh, last I watched it was like a decade ago, and it was still pretty good. 
Oh, yeah, he was with Army Hammer, got it. Yeah, with Army Hammer. Anyway. Anyway. No, he was also in Interstellar. You could have just said the guy from Interstellar that wasn't I didn't know he was from in, Interstellar. I didn't know he was in Interstellar. Who did he I play? Uh, he, uh, let me see. It, it doesn't matter. It's it, Timish, uh, it it's does matter. Timisha Shamala. It does matter. Timothy Shamal? Um, Evidently, oh, oh Gerard okay. Depardieu. It's a young version of Casey Affleck's character. Okay. So, not important. Not important. Continue. That's kind of like how uh, international Australian pop singer Troy Savan played uh, young Logan in X Men Origins Wolverine. Why do we keep mentioning that show on this pod, that movie on this podcast? Because we need to do it. You haven't seen it. No. <sighs> Walter, Walter, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. Something that I believe. I haven't in. seen that movie. You I'm proud to have never seen Walter, that movie. Walter, Walter. Well, uh, I, I guess we have to let him keep it because how many things can he say he's proud of? Walter, so this is an intervention. Quite frankly, I believe you have the flavor palette of like a 13 year old. You are such a picky eater, and what we're trying to help you with... What did he eat today? Well, he ate a burger. That's about it. I ate a burger, too. But what I'm trying what to say burger? is... Burger with egg on it. Yeah, so it was great. My dad made it. Nice, nice. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is... We're at least just trying just to say what you're trying to say, Bobby. Increase your, your Bobby, content... Bobby, just say what you're trying to say. No one's stopping you, Bobby. Just, just, just try and say what... You don't know what's good for you. No one's trying to stop you to say what you're trying to say, Bobby. But it just needs you to say, Bobby. I, Bobby. I just said it. I want you to say it. You don't know what's good for you. Bobby, you just got to say what you got to say. <laughs> uh, Fine. We can do it for the show. All right. After Batman and Robin. So what movie? Uh, what? No. <laughs> what? Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to give you a little bit of dessert with that. We're going to let you play the Xbox version of X-Men Origins Wolverine. I've heard that game is actually fucking awesome. It, it, it is great. <laughs> so, so... Right, you got to get the Uncaged edition, though. So, 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 funny story. Mm-hmm. Once the- upon a time, there was a 7-Eleven. There, there was? In, in the town that we all went to school in. Mm-hmm. Behind the counter, they sold video games. Yeah. Did they sell them at the... Yeah, you've told me about this, but it's still... I I almost I almost bought it. Uh-huh. Instead I got Fallout 3. And I got it for like ten bucks right after it came out. And then they closed. Mm. And now it's a nail salon. Mm. And I know and I know the other story behind that is uh you had your mom buy you all the expansions on disc. Yeah. Because we didn't have high speed right on. And oh this was on the computer? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it dial-up or DSL? Uh, Boys! Hairspray! Hairspray, Walter. We'll talk about this later. Oh, oh my god. What songs from this movie did you guys like? I liked all of them. Okay, that's not a fucking answer. Why don't you pick one? Specifically, my favorite sequence in the entire thing. I'll, I'll tell you the name of the song if you don't know uh, the, the sequence toward the end where they actually sprayed the fucking hairspray. Oh, that's just hairspray. That, that, that was fun. That, that was that a, that was a, a fun song. Fun. 
I love at the end where, uh, like, right when he's announcing the things at the end, he smacks the girl. Did you guys catch that? Yes. I I liked the first song, the Hello Baltimore or whatever. Good Morning Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that one. My favorite song, and I'd have to look at my Spotify analytics, but um, it might still be in the top ten, if not number three of most played songs of all time for me, is You Can't Stop the Beat which is the finale song in this movie. It is the bop from this movie. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of got all the themes of the movie where it is integration, you know, racial, uh, racial equalization and, you know, body acceptance kind of all pieced together into just one kick-ass song. Like, You Can't Stop the Beat is honestly one of my favorite show tune songs of all time. Like, if I hear it on my Spotify playlist, I'll listen to it like two or three times. And uh, funnily enough, um, I forget what charity it is. It's like an actor's fund did a uh, kind of like a Zoom kind of call just sing along with it where you had several stars like Sean Hayes was there. Um, Nikki Blonsky was there. She had nothing else to do that day or any day, (laughs) 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 but uh, we love you, Nikki, Nikki, you can come on the show. You can, I'm telling you, you can replace Walter if you want to. No, she cannot. Well, we'll just tell you that there's, you know, you don't have to come in one day while we do the, we do the show and we'll record with Nikki. It's fine. Nikki will watch Batman and Robin. <laughs> but, uh, no, we love you, Nikki Blonsky. You're amazing in this movie. This might be your one movie, but you were amazing in it. Um, that was mean. I'm sorry, Nikki. You've been in more movies than me. But Nathan Lane, Bl- Ben Platt, basically a who's who of Broadway people. I'm pretty sure Lin-Manuel Miranda was there. I wouldn't doubt it. The but man is everywhere. The man is everywhere, and we love him for that. His Dark Materials, Sundays on HBO. Hey. Bobby, we just said we love him for that. I love him, but, like... You can't get into it? It's just such a slow burn. Like, How many HBO shows have we talked about today? This show, I did mention it. This is the first movie that we're actually using HBO Max to watch for the show. And, uh... Wasn't that good of a start, eh, boys? No. Uh, what happened is during Black Friday, I bought myself a 4K 70 inch TV to put in my bedroom. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. But uh, Bobby informs me that HBO Max does not support HDR. Because you see, I also did the same thing. I bought myself a 4K TV on Black Friday that was not the part of a Black Friday deal. What size was it? 43 inch. 43 inch. But uh, you know what's weird? I have my PS4 Pro set to the HDR, and right. I've never had issues. It's not the it's not, HBO Max. It's, so it's the TV, the not the... HDR. HDR on the PS4 in general, no matter what yeah. model it is, will only kick in for HDR compatible titles. Okay. So, yeah. in other words, like Just Cause 4 just went on to the PlayStation Plus. That's HDR supported. Game still looks like shit, honestly. Um... <laughs> Um, 
Red Dead 2, HDR supported. Yeah. Beautiful. It, it all depends, but HBO Max in general just does not yeah. support H- HDR. Also, you would need a 4K TV. For I that have one. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got one uh, last year on uh, our employee discount day. Hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, Walter. Walter, okay. Okay, Walter. Walter, okay. Okay, Walter. Walter, okay. Uh, yeah, so instead of cramming into my bedroom, giggity, to watch the movie together, giggity, we uh, went back to our old uh, recording studio, which is nice and cleaned up, thanks to my family. Thank you, family. Bob, you can stop. He can never stop. <laughs> but um, you can't stop the beat. Rhythm of love. This probably sounds really. Yeah, good. no, it's it, it's us slapping each other's uh, slapping each other's arm fat. It's not what you guys are thinking about. But Bobby, let's do it really fast so it is what they think about. Ow, elves! I've slapped Walter in the face and made his glasses fly off. They're just not hard, and I don't mean them to be. Well, yeah. well with Walter, you meant it, but I, I really it really depends on what bullshit he says. He, he said some bullshit. It was I don't at half time. Was. <laughs> well, when you bullshit. put it like that, I guess it only is just a word. <laughs> Walter! <laughs> just put God! it on vibrate! It is. I don't know why. It'd be a miracle if this episode actually comes out this morning. No, this is going to be a great episode. I, I, we were I've just ar- talking about some bullshit. We were. No, we're having fun. We're having fun. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fun, but I'm tired. Uh, shit, I don't want this to be a quickie. Giggity. <laughs> and there's the third one. Uh, yeah. So... Walter, you have come on the show many times claiming that you are not a fan of musicals. And, uh, you know, we've actually covered a lot of musicals on Capacity Geek. Four? Steven Universe, the movie, Mamma Mia 1 and 2, Rent, and now Hairspray. I've liked four out of the five. Which one did you not like? The original Mamma Mia? Yeah. Well, liked... Three out of the five. I didn't hate Mamma Mia 2. I... Okay. All right. I feel like you liked Mamma Mia 2 more than you liked Mamma Mia 1. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, um, that's what I'm remembering. I mean, there are a couple more musicals we have to do. Like I said, I want to do Les Mis eventually. I, I know that you've came up with the idea of us doing Grease 1 and 2 to see which one you hate more. Bobby, you're on a podcast. You can't be speaking loud. You can't be see- speaking light. So, so the thing about Greece, right? The thing about Greece, right? Yeah, go on. Depending on that <laughs> then speak up. Hey, Walter, how about you let me fucking look for the thing that I'm looking for, and I will speak up. My God, so patient, motherfuckers, you two are. Well, while Bobby's doing whatever the fuck he's doing, why don't we talk a little bit about the 2016 Hairspray Live show? Oh. 
So NBC, you know, NBC, ABC, and Fox have a thing where they like to bring um, Broadway shows to live, live on, well, quote-unquote live, but on TV live. There's been Grease for live on Fox. There's been Rent live, uh, The Wiz, they did The Wiz live on NBC, uh, NBC did Hairspray, um, Peter Pan was, I think, NBC or ABC, it might have been NBC. But, was that a version of the one they released on VHS like decades and decades and decades ago? Of Peter Pan? Yeah. I think it was just Peter Pan. But th- that's the one with Christopher Walken as Captain Hook. Yeah, I remember there was a Peter Pan musical that my family had on VHS, and I swear that thing was recorded in the 60s. Right. I'm but, sure it just wasn't like, you know, your mom's school play. Bobby, looking at you right now and those bags in your eyes, I can tell you're very tired. I'm very tired. I'm you, shopping. You want, you want to go get your juice. You want to go, you know, lie your head down oh, right now. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we could eventually get back to the phone. Okay. All right. What were you saying? So, we could do Grease 1 and 2. But next year, on Paramount Plus, the new name for CBS All Access... There's a series coming out that is a direct continuation of the two. Oh, I've heard about this, where it's like the Pink Ladies. Rise of the Pink Ladies. Oh, yes! Please shoot me. Yes! And you know the best part? Uh, I'm going to be a Paramount Plus member because I already have CBS All Access. Are we going to be doing a PBS Plus? Paramount Plus? A PP special? <laughs> That's what the podcast degrades to. No, are we going to do a Paramount Plus? Uh, we're going to do a little PP special? I mean, we, Can we call it that? PP? <laughs> I mean, we would probably can. Is like, there going to be they, a, like. Already announced are we going to are we gonna do a little bit of uh, PP on each other? Oh, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll do a little PP on each other while we're watching Camp or Camp Coral. Camp Coral? Is that going to be on... Yeah, it's going to be Paramount Plus. Uh, so not on Nick. Not on Nick. Uh, it's going to be Paramount Plus. Okay. Do we need to do a Paramount Plus special? I mean, we, we could. Like I said, uh, yeah. they already announced that they're getting a lot of content. Right. We and still got to do... There's a lot of things we say episodes. we got to do that we never do, like our Spike TV special. Yeah. Uh, do we have to? Why, uh, why don't you want to do a Spike uh, TV special? Like, well, we're, we're going to cover MXC. MXC, Mansers, A Thousand Ways to die. die, Deadliest Warrior, Cops. So, so Dude, Deadliest Warrior was my shit. how cool Deadliest Warrior was to the point where people were like, programming Deadliest Warrior games to play on their TI-84s. Yeah. And, and then, then the real Deadliest the, Warrior game came out. And, then, and that thing was fucking garbage. And then after all that, it just ceased to exist. Yeah. You see where I'm getting at. See, if I remember right, it lost a lot of popularity when it garnered a lot of controversy because it used the Taliban in an episode. Well, you know, you don't want to mess with the Taliban. Uh, So we're talking about hairspray. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so the live show. Yeah. Um, I forget her name. I know that she's in a movie that I would love to do one day. Um, Dumplin'? 
which is like a Dolly Parton Netflix movie. Well, based on Dolly Parton, she's not actually in it. You know, I had someone show me Dumplin' a while back. But, um, yeah, she was in Dumplin'. Her name is Maddie Bayow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Baylo, Bilo, or something like that. But she plays Tracy. But um, Harvey Firestein, the original, the originator of this version of Edna uh, from the Broadway show, writer of the Broadway show, too. I believe Harvey Firestein helped write the Broadway show, the music at least. But uh, he returned as Edna. Um, Martin Short played Wilbur. Huh. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Hudson played uh, Queen Latifah's character, Maybell. Oh. Yeah. Um, and like I, like I told you guys, Ariana Grande, probably the biggest name out of anybody, played Amanda Bynes' character, Penny, in that. Um, Link Larkin was Gareth Clayton? Yeah, who played the, um, he played Link Larkin. He was, an, he's another Disney Channel star. He's like from the Teen Beach movie films. Have you guys have heard of those? No. Yeah, let's keep in mind, you're like. I am literally a year and a half younger than you. Maybe two years. Okay? And, yeah, and when you really think. And this man. This man this said. This man is from is of the ancients. No, uh, this man. No, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the holiday special. I don't want to spoil the Christmas special coming up, or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't put it past it for this man to watch. You know, kids television at times. No. <laughs> right. Okay. So I mean it. It honestly could have been a thing where you guys know what Teen Beach movie is. I, I mean, I don't know. Per, I've never seen it, but I've I'm heard aware of, it. of it. Yeah. Like, so, so my whole thing with like Disney Channel live action stuff, right? Hit or like, miss. I like. I remember the '90s where like, you know, the Disney Channel oh. movies were actually dope as fuck. Bobby, what? Shia LaBeouf. Oh God. That's another. He, he did kind of go off the deep end, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. He did go off the deep end. That being said, we should do uh, he, the tax collector. He dove head, uh, he dove head first off the deep. We gotta, we, yeah, we gotta throw some residual money so he can get laser tattoo removal. <laughs> <laughs> We're being kind of catty tonight, aren't we? It's I think fun. It, it's uh, it's my lack of sleep, Walter's lack of class, and my and gay. Your your gay and lack of alcohol. Good on you. <laughs> Hey man, uh, what's it? What is it now? August, September, October, November. Well, no, not this. Well, would be three to four months sober now. I'm proud of you. End of August. I'm proud of you. End of August. That would be so September, October, November. It'd be three months sober. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I take pride in my sobriety. Um, also, non-alcoholic beer helps, <laughs> but. I'm telling you, those who have never had a non-alcoholic beer, Coors Edge tastes exactly like Coors Light. You just don't feel the alcohol because it's not there. Right. Uh, I also really like um, Pabst, Blue, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, non-alcoholic. PBR was my favorite beer back when I drank. So it's nice that they have an alternative. Um, I also discovered that they have non-alcoholic IPAs. So I can continue... My hipster lifestyle. Now that I have, now it's like you're 
double hipster. Non-alcoholic IPAs. Exactly. Now all you need to do is like grow a beard. I, I'm doing. And, uh, I wear plaid all the time. But like, do you have a plaid union suit yet? I do not have a plaid union suit, but I do have overalls that are. I'm a size large. But uh, I have overalls that are made of jogger material called uh, swoveralls. You guys have seen my swoveralls before. Why are we Why are we doing our NPR voices? <laughs> I don't know. So it's not plaid, right? But it's an idea. Let me see. Let oh, me see no. this union suit. Oh, a no. union suit is just a long sleeve romper. Let's get real. <laughs> it's from Duluth Trading Company. Oh, I love Duluth. Oh my god. I I've seen this before. How much is it? It does not say. Oh, sixty bucks. That's not, that's bad. not terrible. That's not I, terrible. Uh, now let's start from, from everything I've seen. The Duluth stuff is high quality. It is. Yeah, Duluth Trading Post. Yeah, um, what's your insane? All right, come here, Walter. I'll I, check. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would not go near that. I do not know. It's probably got that. Uh, you know that plastic they put around new TVs when you open it. Probably still in there. Uh, Let me see. Just, uh, the oh, thing about Duluth Trading Company, a uh, little fun fact is that um, they don't actually have pictures of the product. It's always just a hand-drawn sketch. Oh. And uh, if you look at like their underwear or whatever for men, they draw quite a bulge. Quite a bulge. They like to flatter you. Oh, very flattering. Well, I mean, they, they show, like, the actual product for, like, their overalls, at least. Yeah. Um, so, hairspray. Hairspray, yes. I was about to say, uh, I did not just ironically That's... call myself a hipster. Today, I walked into my room to get to my mini fridge carrying non-alcoholic IPA beer. In one hand, and a bag full of different bottles of kombucha in the other hand. And I realized that I got a package today that had the double LP of the Decemberists' The Crane Wife. You know, one of the most hipster albums of all time. And, uh, yeah, no. Um, and also I have an acoustic guitar now, and I'm growing out a mustache. So, you know... I really, I really feel like if I said a couple months ago to someone, anyone really, where I, I, I just say something like, um, see, this is if I wrote a TV show, I would put it in an episode where I'd be, if I'm introducing myself to someone, I'd be like, you know, I can really respect the hipster lifestyle, but if you wake up, one, if we wake up one day and I end up being a hip, and we look at me and I end up being a hipster, like, I wouldn't be so surprised. And just gradually, throughout the course of the series, let's say, like, two seasons from then, he's just a full-on hipster. Like, it's a gradual thing. So, Alex, what you're trying to tell me is you're going like, to grow out your sideburns to become mutton chops. You're growing, then you're going to grow your hair out to be a mullet. No, I am getting this haircut. My hair is too long right now. Uh, speaking of hair... Spray goes on hair. <laughs> and hairspray is the movie we're talking about. Uh, so, boys, would you put hairspray in our podcast film book club that we haven't named yet? Bobby? Yeah. 
It's been all sarcast. John Travolta was a dummy pick. And, okay, so my whole thing, oh. my whole thing with John Travolta, right? <laughs> oh, God, here it comes. I just, the way he oh. pulled the role off was pretty outstanding. Like, you know, fat suit, no fat suit, whatever. It was outstanding. And, like, you know, Christopher Watkins playing Wilbur. Like, that that's a shipping that, like, I am A-okay with. They're two hilarious men. Wait, 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 wait. Mm, hold on, hold on. I'm into it. I, I'm just trying to make sure this dude's real. Straight eye for the uh, queer guy. Uh, what, what I'm doing is I'm uh, verifying Tinder profiles for Alex. I, I got to keep him safe. He is baby. So, Walter, would you put this in our book club podcast club? Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed the music. I really enjoyed uh, the themes. I really enjoyed oh. pretty much everyone's performance. Yeah, you're fine. Continue. I oh, he literally just said, "Go ahead." No, I, I asked if I if I could add a snap. Oh, well, add him on snap, God. Oh my God, I'm sorry, Walter. I, just I really enjoyed Walter. Just say what you got to say. I really no one's stopping you, Walter. God damn it. I really hey, Walter, continue. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Okay, I'll fucking leave you here then. Continue. I enjoyed everyone's performances. I thought everyone pulled off their roles perfectly. I thought the themes were on point to the times. Um, it was just a really good, really fun movie. Yeah, and this is honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't talked a lot about this movie, but Hairspray is just one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite musical movies. It's one of my favorite John Travolta movies besides Grease. It's one of my favorite Queen Latifah movies. It is just a phenomenal movie, and you know I love it so much. And I really hope – I know that the 10th anniversary was three years ago – and we're like seven years from the 20th anniversary, but I really hope that it does get a 4K release. Or maybe if I just buy the Blu-ray, if the Blu-ray ends up looking good on my TV, I would enjoy that. Because, I, I yeah. mean, you know, would that work, Bobby? I have to look. Um, I would assume so overall a regular Blu-ray would look better. Yeah. Versus streaming. Yeah. Simply for the fact that when you're streaming, like, granted, you had that like maybe two and a half seconds where it was perfect picture. Yeah. And then the buffering kicked up. That's, that's why it looked like ass because I was struggling to render. Whereas on a Blu-ray that wouldn't happen. Right. Because you're, you're pulling directly from the disc. Yeah. So, Walter, before we close out the show, yeah. I did mention, like, we've done five musicals this year. If you just want to go ahead and rank them for me real quick. Oh, okay. Um, want me to start at the bottom or at the top? Uh, let's do a top. 
Start at the top? Yeah. Rent. Rent? Okay. Rent's number one by far. I That was a surprise. I, I didn't know how – I didn't remember how much you liked Rent. I loved that movie. It okay. was – the music was great. It mm-hmm. was – it was happy and it was depressing and I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed that movie. Okay. All right. Um, number two would be Hairspray. All right. Wow. Look at that. Strong contender. Uh, Bobby, I'm going to ask you to do this too, but I'm pretty sure you already have a ranking system Number for this. three? Uh, it's between the Mamma Mia's and Steven Universe. Uh, oh, number three is Steven Universe. Right. Uh, that was just a ton of fun. It was funny. It was emotional. It had, it had action. It was just really cool. Uh, number four, Mamma Mia 2. It, it's there. It's fine. It exists. And the first Mamma Mia, I just didn't like it. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Bobby, do you think you could rally up a ranking real quick? So, so question. Mm-hmm. We did a commentary on Hamilton. Oh. How are we not including Hamilton? Because we did a commentary and not the actual movie. Oh, so that's the Okay, you can put Hamilton film as your first one. Okay, Hamilton film. Followed by Ryan. Followed by Steven Universe. Followed by Mamma Mia 2. Followed by Mamma Mia 1. Hairspray. I liked it, but like... Oh. You know, I haven't had a hold on it. Okay. You need the you need the let it stew. Right, right. Okay, maybe watch well, it a like, couple times. You know, Mamma Mia, like I, like you know. These are this it's isn't been a minute since I've seen it. This isn't like this isn't like your top to bottom. This is just you love all of these, but what are you going to do? Right. Uh, Walter, to add the addendum, am I assuming Hamilton number one? Uh two. Two? Okay. Two. That's fair. That's fair. Rent is really good. Yeah. Uh, my ranking, honestly, I'm on Bobby's boat where I adore all these films. I'm the one who selected, besides, I feel like Hamill film was uh, kind of two to maybe three agreement on that one that we yeah. would do that one. But I feel like I just, I can't say that any of these are on the bottom list for me. Um, one thing I did add, uh, did want to add is that uh, Hairspray is one of the movies that I chose for my one anniversary of coming out. Me and my roommate at the time, Tyler, uh, I made some food, I made a cake, and we watched three of my favorite films. Those, uh, Well, we watched one... Uh, basically, we had an, a gay-themed movie night. By gay-themed, I mean I'm gay and I pick the movies. <laughs> but no, they, they deal with, you know, kind of themes. Uh, they, they're queer-focused films. Which I wouldn't say that Hairspray is a queer-focused film, but I do know that it has a pretty big gay following. I being gay and big and following this movie. But the three films were Philadelphia, which if you guys haven't seen that one yet, we should definitely watch that movie. I would totally be willing to do that. That is such a fucking tearjerker. I swear to God, I cannot make it through that movie. Um, Hairspray and Rent. So my ranking... Hmm. Honestly, I mean, it's kind of like when people say pick your favorite Batman or pick your favorite Bond. Are you, are you guys on the boat where you say, okay, I can pick them, but without Connery or West? Because those are the char- those are the guys who made the characters. Well, I mean, 
you know what I mean in Batman's case. But I mean, when you do a best Batman list, you're always going to put Adam West as the top because he's the most iconic. For va- for face value, I know Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman, but for Bond, well, you guys don't know a lot about Bond. No, but Bond is like Connery. When, Connery is Bond. Connery is Bond, and to many people, West is Batman. To me, West is Batman. Even though I like Michael Keaton better, I just I can't rank Hamilton in my list without giving it the number one spot. Because it is the one that holds the most onto those Broadway roots, because it is a staged show. But I would say my ranking, if I could be completely honest, is Hairspray, Steven Universe the movie, Rent, Mamma Mia 1, Mamma Mia 2. But I love all these films. Right. You know, they're, they're like all my children or whatever. But yeah, I just, I have the most attachment with Hairspray, Steven Universe, the movie, one of my favorite films, you know, one of my favorite animated films just of all time, honestly, from one of my favorite properties of all time. You know, Mamma Mia, just, you know, those films helped me get through college. They were always my decompressor. I would sing a lot of ABBA songs when I did karaoke with my friends, you know, um, I went to go see Mamma Mia 2 on my birthday with my partner at the time. And, you know, all these movies have places in my heart. And that's why I picked them for the show, because these are movies that are supposed to hold places in our heart. Right. I mean, that's why we do, you know, Bobby, we did Bernie because he really liked that movie. Walter, we've done the Dark Knight movies, um, you know, and other uh, other stuff. A, a lot of the stuff. This is this is going back to the roots of Capacity of the Geek. Capacity of the Geek is supposed to be about something that one of us can geek about. Just one of our favorite films of all time. Yeah. And I feel like you know, Falling Down, or I'm just saying that because that's like the most recent one. But what's another one that we've done that we just did to do? You know what I mean? Not like one of our favorite films. Uh, Besides the ho- the holiday specials, because uh, those those are obviously. Um, what? It's like on the tip of my tongue, but the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, like I can hold sentimental value to the first one, but like doing two and three, I just we all got fizzled out at the end of it. And that was kind of really apparent and uh, girl with the dragon tattoo, you know, same kind of deal. Um, yeah. And even with it, chapter one, it took me a second, but now that's one of my favorite films of all time, uh, favorite horror films of the 2010s. It's so good. It, it is so good. And I'm going to get a tattoo of the SS Georgie boat right on my yeah. arm in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah. So, what I hope for with Season 3 Capacity of the Geek, because this very may, very may well be the last uh, Capacity of the Geek episode of Season 2. We don't exactly know what we have on the schedule yet. We, we do have a Christmas special coming up. But this might be the last episode of Season 2. Regular episode. Regular episode of Season 2. 
So uh, if that's the case, I just want to say for season three of Capacity Geek, I do hope we get to do not our swan song because we already did Black Swan. But what's the what do you, what would you say where it's like the third is the best? Like I want this to be our not our end game, but I want this to be like our Infinity War. I want this to be like no, that's not even a good analogy either. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. But I, I want this to be like the one where we get it right. And not right, but the one where we just take off as like, this yeah. is our passion. This is what we like doing. These are some of our favorite films. And these are stuff. This is stuff that we want to share with you. Like just a little tease for season three. Um, we're going to open the month with Disney films that I have not seen that you two are just shocked that I haven't seen. Like, Walter, you chose for your birthday um, picture. Do you want to say what we're going to do for your birthday? I can absolutely say it. It's one of my childhood favorite films. I hold it dearly. It is The Great Mouse Detective. It's That's going to be a fun episode. I, had not, I have not seen a lot of the Dark Age of Disney films. Uh, that would be the mid to late 80s, right before Little Mermaid, the Dark Age of Disney. There's... One or two that you really don't have to see. Black I Cauldron. Think people, I know Black Cauldron has this cult following, and there are a lot of people that love it. Yeah, I've heard that one's not it's that good. boring. Yeah. Uh, what about... Walter, I'm going to tell you something. Yes? Black Cauldron is boring. Yeah. But the Hobbit trilogy, Lord of the Rings... I will fight you. But Black Cauldron's boring. Yes! But you could find, like, you know... What, how many hours would it be to watch every film from the Hobbit trilogy to Lord of the Rings? Oh, God, that would be a... I think yeah, a, didn't, didn't he just, uh, didn't he just uh, suggest this today? That was a joke. I would... I... I don't Are you, think I could actually sit through and, all the extended and, editions of and, the and, okay. no matter how much I love them, and I love those Walter, movies. Walter, Walter, okay. What? Okay. So, what? so if you were to hypothetically sit through all of them, just how much of that time would be consistent of filler? How much of that footage is just there? Peter Jackson, filler. please come on our show and defend I yourself. don't think that there's that much filler in The Lord of the Rings. But, like, how many scenes can we get rid of and one change a thing for those movies? I feel like this is its own conversation, boys. But, uh, anything you guys want to say in case this is the last episode of Season 2? I've thoroughly enjoyed Season 2. I feel like we are taking many steps to coming into our own as a podcast. And I just really hope season three is when we can maybe reach a wider audience, get more people watching, more people listening. And it, and because I would just love to share these things, these movies, these thoughts with more and more people. Mm-hmm. Bobby, anything you want to say to the, to the lovelies? I'm exhausted. I have cheese to buy. Just, just, just listen to our podcast. 
it's a miracle that we're still around still. All right. Well, if that's it, um, I'll see you guys next time. Good night, everybody.